Welcome to the Ryan Holt Show. On this show, you can expect the latest, the greatest, and the best curated content on business, marketing, automotive, and lifestyle. Sit back, put in your earplugs, and let's enjoy the ride. Now, as always, I want to make sure you get the best in content that will help you monster your goals, both personally and professionally. I want to keep this conversation going, so please check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at RyanHoltz1. And then go over to Facebook.com forward slash RyanHoltz Marketing, and we can chat there too. I also want you to visit www.ryanholtz.ca as this will be where I put my almighty beloved show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show. Let the beat drop and enjoy. show podcast today i have a very lovely special guest before but before we get into all those amazing things and i'm very excited for this next person i just want to give a shout out to everybody who's listening thank you so much for all the reviews again when you go on itunes stitcher or google play and review the podcast we deeply appreciate it it helps us so much with our ranking um we had our episode 20 with michelle and that has been our most downloaded episode so thank you so much for uh partaking in our little festivities so without further ado her she goes by the name food for love 99 on instagram <laughs> she's also known as my wife nora holtz um i just want to welcome her to the show but before we get into all of that she is a mom she's a wife she's an rmt she's an entrepreneur she is somebody who i admire and i'm not biased about this she's an amazing human and we're really excited to have her on the show so nora my love dejan's mom <laughs> welcome to the show baby thank you for having me so i want to have you on the show to talk about Food and and food is only one uh, dynamic of what you do, but why are you so passionate about food? People, even when I go in public, they're like, you know, your wife is an amazing cook, and they're so excited about your food. And I think that people out there, especially when they're going down the journey of motherhood and they're going down the journey of being a human being and following their passion, why is food? Well, I think first and foremost, I just want to say that you always start off your podcast with like a quote or like an inspiration. So I have mine that will kind of guide how I feel and you'll kind of get like a, a little bit of like a perspective. Um, so um, hats off to Cesar, uh, Cesar Chavez uh, quote, if you really want to make a friend, go to someone's house and eat with them. The people who give you their food, give you their heart. Ooh. So um, that's like, my deepest, darkest passion for food is about love, uh, hence food for love. Um, it's about giving, it's about opening yourself up, it's about being uh, relevant and like vulnerable all at the same time. And uh, quote unquote, this is my quote, nor Holt's quote, screw food, food you know, like trends. Who cares about food trends? It's about love and it's about you know like vulnerability at the end of the day. And you know, to, to kind of build on that, I want to give everybody the backdrop of where we are right now. Right now we are in beautiful Fairmont, British Columbia. We're looking at the mountains. 
We have some Jim Beam whiskey with some ice. <laughs> we're sipping right now, and we're doing what Holtz's do. We yeah. got Dejan, who's down for his nap. Boom yeah. is chilling in the living room, and we're out here talking about food, yes. and we're talking about that trends really don't matter. And I'm so happy you touched on that because the Ryan Holtz Show podcast is all about real talk mm. and all about fuck those other people, man, and fuck <laughs> them and fuck they. And, you know, people talk about power couples or husband and wife. At the end of the day, you got to have each other's back. Mm-hmm. you got to be passionate about each other's craft. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to talk about food because I, before I met you, I mean, I, I just kind of ate to survive. You love your frozen pizza. I mean, I just didn't care about food that much. And I mean, cream. yeah, I mean, you know, it's like whatever. I mean, pure bachelor style, you know, whatever. Like, I, I appreciate good food. I admire mm-hmm. good food. I eat great food. But when you talk about food, it's like... It's like talking about like, it's like talking about something real sexy. You get mm-hmm. really deep about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we both agreed that we love that, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, food Sermon out in New York and Brooklyn. Mm, Brooklyn. He talked about, you know, yeah. the food and he has this little accent, accent when he mentions that. But the way you talk about food is like you're, it's, you're telling a story about the ingredients and mm-hmm. you articulate what each ingredient should do in order to marry one another. And you're right. Mm-hmm. When you come over to somebody's house, that's how you really become somebody's friend when you eat their food. So yeah. where did this all start? Um, I think it all started uh, in Fort McMurray, where I, like, where I actually grew up, um, sitting on the kitchen floor, watching my mom and dad wash dishes and make Arabic food. And Arabic food, by the way, if anybody's had, you know, like Middle Eastern food, it takes all day, uh, 24 hours to 48 hours to actually, you know, like create. I would watch them because I, um, that's what I did. I, like, I spend time in the kitchen. And I think when I moved out in my 20s, I decided, um, well, I need to feed myself. So it can't just be like canned beans and, you know, um, bread and fruits. And um, I think my love for food kind of, well, I think I actually knew that I had something going when I started to invite the odd friend over who was in school and in college, when I was in college, and they're like, wow, this is really good. This is what you have. This is what you made for lunch. Wow, this is amazing. And so I'm like, oh, I'll invite more people over. And then more and more came over. And then all of a sudden, I'm making like a leg of lamb with a Mendoza. And But let's um, back it up. Like, how do yes. you even, I mean, everybody who talks to me about food, <laughs> they're like, it's kind of like, the analogy I'd give is like mm-hmm. me and being a handy person, which you know I'm not. But yeah. I mean, it, you know, if you give me an iPad and YouTube and some patience, yeah. Yeah. I can try to put something together. But food is all about pairing, and it's all about like it. it it's it is super creative. It's not pretentious. Mm-hmm. It's very humbling. And a lot of people they they literally boil like they burn water. How did you even get like the concept of like if I put this at this temperature and put that at that temperature and you never follow recipes. So like failing, how did you fail? Fail. You, you fail. Like I've, I've killed pots. Um, I have broken knives. Um, I have created something that I was like, you know, like super cocky about. And I'm like, I've done this before and it turned out horrible. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, um, in the background, instead of everybody who like listens to like, 
you know, like music. I always had, you know, like food TV going. I don't care about food TV stars. I just care about the process and how you're actually creating something. I can take that and then I can twist it into whatever I want to do for myself as a college student, as um, like somebody who's a professional trying to host. Mm -hmm. And then now for somebody who wants to feed my son, mm -hmm. my husband, mm -hmm. and even our dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if anybody's been following your Instagram, please go follow our Instagram. It's at mm -hmm. foodforlove99. And our son's baby food looks like it's like fit for the royals. And, um, you know, from the husband perspective, from your best friend perspective, from your life partner perspective, mm -hmm. when you cook, it, it, it brings out a side of me and our whole family that it's, it's just beautiful because mm. I always say like people in life, when they find something that they're truly passionate about, yeah. they really got to follow that and figure out how they can make a living doing that. Yeah. And when you cook, it's like you're in your own zone and literally ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this podcast, when she has these, you know, pots out and pans out and forks and knives and Tupperware, it's like you're doing like some like la rumba dance. Oh, yeah, I mean, you are, she is doing like a little pirouette. She's doing some like whacking in the kitchen. And I mean, she is like, she's got her stations. If you're a line cook, if you're a chef, if you cutting, if you prepping, you I mean, there. she is like, yo, this is like some, some, some DJ hip hop street down dancing <laughs> in the motherfucking kitchen yeah. so how do you even do that uh, well i think you know like atmosphere is absolutely like everything some people they describe the atmosphere what's the atmosphere atmosphere is um i don't like bright lights i'm totally mm. anti like Sexy. what do you call those like halogen like the ones that when you're in school mm. and they try to keep you awake or, yeah, 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 yeah yeah like they're trying to make you go crazy like we don't want that right mm -hmm. so we want soft lighting maybe like one candlelight to kind of like you know like relax your mood not everybody gets into this whole like I want to cook but if you pour yourself like a glass of red wine or you have like really good music so for me all those things are like super important um, I don't care about knives I don't care about pots and pans um, if you told me if you said hey I have like a dollar store this and like a dollar store that I can still make you like a five-star meal and a five-star meal for me is not like a French cuisine it's like um, bringing in sweet savory um and you look acidic uh and i think every dish should look beautiful in its own right clean up that plate present it make it beautiful so for me mm. that's where i take my pride i take my pride in the process i take my pride in how i feel when i cook and then i take my pride to see my husband my friends my son and even our dog uma when they eat like everybody stops talking mm. and that's where I take my pride mm. when somebody says to you well hey I, you know I'm a working mom or I don't have time or maybe we don't have enough money or we can't buy these ingredients or you know we can't like just basically saying you know a million reasons why they can't prepare good food like what do you tell that it's person? bullshit okay yeah no that's like straight-up bullshit I'm I've gone to the dollar store I've seen what's there um, I believe the the most um, sold or most popular like spice out there is pepper. Um, everybody uses salt. You can buy sugar, brown sugar, super cheap. 
Um, it's about taking the time and it's about creating the space in your life to say, this is what my priority is. You know, if anybody knows like Jamie Oliver, I'm, I'm not about these like huge TV, like character, you know, like, you know, like characters, but at the end of the day, like Jamie Oliver is all about like what you feed your kids in school, anti this, anti that, um, fats, you know, like saturated mm. fats, trans fats, what's good, what's bad. Mm. Take the time. You have Google, you have Instagram, you have the internet. Everybody has it. And if you don't, then there's like a library. Educate yourself. Educate how you want your kids um, to grow up, what do you want to feed them? Is it about easy? Is it about easy and healthy? Is it about um, educating them? Like, what do you need to know? Like, so if you're saying like you don't have the money, like if you have the money to eat in general, then you have um, that time and that energy. You can actually create it for whatever you want for your family. It's up to you. You have that power. It's big that you mentioned education because I think that, you know, that's kind of where everything starts is, is education. Because how does somebody come out of their mindset? Like, is, is cooking a passion? Is it education? Is it um, something that comes from under? Like, I, I look at myself and I mean, you know, I used to eat tons of red meat in like my early to mid 20s. And I barely eat any red meat, as you can attest to, because you're making all the food. <laughs> um, but, you know, seafoods and chickens. And then we had the discussion about organic and free range. And, you know, you got me on shows like Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown, which we'll get to. Uh, Eddie Huang, Huang's World. Shout out to Eddie. <laughs> um, people that are making, like, food really entertaining. And, yeah. I mean, you and I had the pleasure of going to San Sebastian, Spain, mm. which... I mean, this blows my mind, by the way. Is San Sebastian, <laughs> Spain has the most Michelin star restaurants per capita, number one. Capital. But number two, for anybody who's out there right now listening, hear this story. Where the Michelin star even got its name in the restaurant business was from Michelin Tires. Michelin Tires wanted to sell more tires, so they used, they started writing blog posts about restaurants that were on the countryside, mm. hoping that people would drive more, ultimately stopping at their tire shops on the highway. This became the Michelin star rating system for restaurants. And we talk about this all the time in content marketing and inbound marketing is that, you know, sometimes just because you sell tires doesn't mean you just got to sell tires. Now, when you talk about food, when you're marketing food or or thinking about doing business in food, I always say to people, like, you don't just have to talk about food. Mm. I love your food because, yes, it tastes good, but that, in my opinion, is an expectation. It should be the obvious. It's about the story that you're telling me around food. So tell me a little bit about that. The story about food. Yeah. I mean, I think it's almost like dating. In a, you know, like in a sense, wait Swipe a second, it's right. G-rated. Swipe to the left. <laughs> no, no, no. Dun, we don't dun, do any dun, of that dun, stuff here. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Tinder. Stop dancing, Ryan. <laughs> for all for all those that are listening, stop dancing, you know, Ryan. I dance real good, girl. So Get down on it. I think Get everything in life is about like anticipation and the story and the working up. So like dating is, um, you know, you see somebody... Then you hear the voice, and then you hear the story, and then you talk to somebody, and then, you know, it wraps around. Like, everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end at the end of the day. 
Um, what was your question again? <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I, I get so wrapped no, up in food. No, what was my, your question no, again? <laughs> my question was, how, how does food give you such a story? Like, how do you become the storyteller when it comes to salmon? I don't, how do I don't, you become the storyteller when you go to Seashell and you get this I fresh food? I don't, because I mean, how do you get this? How do you cultivate this story? It starts. It always starts with, like, who is fishing? Who is grabbing it? Who is cleaning it? Um, we were just in Cancun and we went, we walked about three kilometers with our son and I, I, I talked, like I tried to speak Spanish and, um, to the guy that was like the fishmonger. And then he was like, I speak English. Why are you speaking Spanish? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm in Cancun, so why not? Um, so, um, it's, it's all a story. It's, um, it's when people want to help you like, um, create something and and the people that like appreciate it i i literally wake up every morning and i and i really hate to say this um before like our son dejan was born um all like like my first thought in the morning i love you ryan my first thought in the morning <laughs> was what are we going to eat for breakfast so true right uh and, we're then both we, laying, I, and then after we actually eat breakfast yeah, I'm still talking you're like about so what are we eating dinner? lunch <laughs> And then after we eat lunch, it's like, what are we having for dinner? And then after we eat dinner, you're like, so I was thinking about making this in breakfast. Like, it doesn't stop. <laughs> it doesn't it stop. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And so now it's like usually like our son, Dejan, let's think about him first. But now it's like, you know, he doesn't even really want to eat like his normal food. So what am I going to create for him? So he's happy at, you know, like at breakfast, lunch and dinner. So it's like the blood that flows through my veins. I... It's what I love. It's what I breathe. It's what makes me feel good at the end of the day. And there's nothing. It's such an amazing feeling to feed my family with good food. And it's not like it's salty, it's sweet, it's fat, it's butter. Um, I, I think it's whatever. If you can put butter and salt and whatever, I mean, that's anybody can make food taste good. It's about the energy that you put into your food to say, um, it's not that salty. It's not that buttery. It's not that oily. It's not that sugary, but it still tastes good. And it's putting the energy into like actual ingredients. So for me, I think it's about creativity and it's about challenge. What do you say to people that are like, I'm just not a creative person, and they're buying like TV dinners or paying other people to to make Lazy. their meals or Lazy. or trying to like you know go through the drive-throughs and eat McDonald's and all this processed crap? I mean, you, I really took food seriously the moment you said like you're putting this in your body. I mm. mean, what you eat is totally predicated on the nuances of. What kind of life are you going to have down the road? Mm -hmm. And for me, that's really important. And health is wealth, man. We talk about business on the show. Mm -hmm. We talk about life. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I don't care about how much money you have. I mean, the reality is when you die, like, you're not taking it with you. No. So what you put in your body is, like, so correlated with the, the life that you live down the road. And, yes, genetics play a role. Family history plays a role. Medical history plays a role. But you also play a role. Absolutely. And food is something that it should be cherished. And it's amazing in the world when we watch all these shows and we meet all these people. And you and I have traveled quite a few places in the world, yeah. which I think we can have an opinion about yeah. how other cultures live and stuff. Is that the one thing that connects us is, I mean, nobody gets upset over a meal. We no. all love 
to no, eat and no, we all are no passionate wars. about it and you remember our little bob marley friend out in spain and barcelona yeah he's got tattoos over his body <laughs> mr reggae guy yeah and you know the way he talked about the meat and how you know the the animals were treated and yeah. raised and to hear him so passionate yeah. about he's like this is like the best quality yeah but i actually want to educate you on that yeah where do people start? And you did say, hey, they're lazy. But for those people that don't want to be lazy, like, where can they start? I don't, I, I think, uh, you know, like a lot of it has to do with culture. You can't just put your finger on a globe and just say, hey, like, let's start here and let's see what people are doing here. I, I think you can look at Canadians. We can, we're like you were just talking about, like, Barcelona. Like, you, you walk around Barcelona and their culture is... Well, like first of all, everybody like like rolls like their cigarettes and they they love to smoke first thing in the morning. Nobody's sitting down. Everybody's having coffee and mm. a croissant and some kind of baked goods. You walk into a place where you buy prosciutto and yes, you have some Spanish guy that has a marijuana leaf and Bob Marley tattooed nah. on his shoulder. Shout out to Jorge. And, yeah, and he wanted Jesus. to come. He wanted to come home with us, by the way. He FYI. did want to come home with us. Yes, I wasn't so, comfortable with that. Um, so looking at that, I mean, you have people that are passionate and I think a lot of it has to do with culture culture in my opinion it has to start somewhere and the education has to start somewhere so um it's it's not about money it's not about laziness it's about starting somewhere and it's about wanting to do something better for your life and for your family and for your partners and for your hosts and you have everything at your fingertips. You have farmer's markets. And I'm sorry, like, I was that person who was like, I'm going to go to Superstore, I'm going to go to Costco, and I'm going to create my own salad from scratch and took pride on it, uh, you know, like, took pride at it, um, creating everything from scratch. Now I'm like, Ryan loves, I'm going to say this right now, Ryan loves Jamaican patties, the hot Jamaican patties from Superstore. Okay? Yeah, man, the man, they can't figure out what the man can't do, what the man <laughs> won't do. Yes. So um, I could make them, yes, but making that dough, it, it just takes forever. Pandy and river. to perfect it, it takes forever, right? Um, and then on top of it, I'm all about the salad. So now we both fell in love with this like mixed salad with like radicchio and kale chopped up. I will always make my own salad dressing because I don't like anything out of a jar unless it's uh, maybe tomato sauce, but even then. So anyways, so... Um, if you want to create shortcuts, you can. If you want to pay $3 extra or $2 extra so you have a peace of mind so you know your kids or your family is eating greens and is, e and is eating vegetables, that's great. But the moment you say, it's easier for me to pick up a phone and call pizza, whatever, 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 um, or pick up... Yeah, no advertisement for those guys. Of course not, right? So Because I look at it, and I'm like... And Brian and I have had conversations about this since the day that we met, because he's like, I can eat a donair for this amount of money, and blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, we don't have no leftovers, for those and, guys and, there's, <laughs> and there's no nutrition on top of it. So I'm like, okay, so if you want a donair, I can get my own pita, I can do my own chicken, I can do my own sweet and sour sauce, I can do my own lettuce, I can do my own All right, lettuce. I have to interject here, because now this onions. is where the crux comes in. <laughs> because every time I want to eat something... Maybe I just want to eat something. I mean, I don't. Maybe I don't want it gourmet cooked, or I don't want it. 
nor rendition. Maybe I just want a greasy, disgusting donair, the quick and dirty. And yo, if you're a donair place right now and you want to give us a lifetime supply, I will take you up on that. We'll give you some shout outs. But I want my pita, not in the warmer. I don't like cheese. Yeah. I don't want too much sweet yeah. sauce on it. But I want some good quality meat. Now, you are like somebody who can cook anything. So yeah. it's funny because and I, I used to think about this way before I even met you. But when you go to these fancy, dancy restaurants, I think a lot of them are doing a good job nowadays of being real, authentic. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get these uppity restaurants that they give you like this like thumbful on this beautiful white plate. Oh, no. And That's then you passing. gotta stop at some fast food joint on the way home because you ain't full. No. I can't stand these motherfucking restaurants that don't <laughs> fill you up. So if you try to do that Michelin star shit, but you ain't filling up your customers' bellies, to me that's wrong. Now, segue into Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain he looks like a damn crackhead. <laughs> I really love Anthony Bourdain, but he makes food entertaining and he's got balls. And when he talks about food, he gives you like the whole backstory. And when we watch Anthony Bourdain parts unknown, he brings you into this world. And oftentimes food is just the excuse to have the conversation. Yeah. And, you know, the way he talks about food is so candid. He's not pretentious. He's humble where he says, you know, I'll go eat some duck that was marinated for like a week and then I'll go eat some like street meat. He yeah. does not. Uh, the way he approaches food to me is very similar to the way you approach food where mm. he doesn't have any uh, arrogance towards food. He doesn't have any pretentiousness. He's not. He's completely humble when he talks about food, whether he's eating, eating a $2 cheeseburger or he's eating, you know, a hundred, $150. It's the process. Yeah. Like what's the it's, process? It's the process. So, like you and you like you like Anthony Bourdain. I do. What about him and the way he talks about food? Do you like? He's raw. Mm. He's just straight up raw. He has these sayings where he's like, "I'm okay. I'm okay. I feel good. I feel comfortable with making myself look. I'm okay with making. If I look like an idiot, I'm okay with that." Um, he's uh, all about his meat. He has his uh, visions about vegan and veganism and vegetarianism. And he's just like, if you're going to eat meat, for those of you who are like carnivores out there and want to eat meat, respect where it comes from. Respect the process of how your meat is being killed. Go look on how your meat is being killed. You know, educate yourself. Um, I was a person that was brought up on maybe just chicken and lamb every once in a while. I grew up on um, carrot juice in the mornings, and my parents were like marathon runners and joggers and whatnot. Um, I've changed over a period of time being pregnant and also opening up my mind to say to myself and to our family, everything is about moderation and balance. It's so, so important. If you're going to wake up every morning and say, I want eggs and steak, eggs and steak, eggs and steak, it's going to make a huge impact on your body. Yeah, it's going to make a huge impact on your body. It's about having a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I feel the same way about alcohol and wine and Cavassier and gin and everything else. If she you, really likes to drink that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to have a lazy day, have a bath. Tell your partner what you need, what you want, when you want it. 
And your life will be so much better if you can communicate and you can have balance. And food goes hand in hand because guess what, people? You need it to survive. It's the primal thing in us. I mean, if you don't eat, you die. And I see so many restaurants out there and so many chefs. They talk about food. Actually, they don't really talk about food. They talk about why their restaurant is great. But they're not really, they don't really give me the story about the food. And Anthony Bourdain said it best. When a restaurant preaches farm to table, shouldn't everything be fucking farm to table? Absolutely. And Anthony Bourdain said it best. Go, 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 go search it up. He literally said it out of his own mouth. Yeah. He's like, shouldn't everything be farm to table? Yeah. So if that's your restaurant, you're preaching farm to table, and that's your, like, calling card, your calling card is fucking weak. You need to come up with a better story than that. Over and out on that one. What do you think? Um, I think it's, I think it's huge. You know, I, I see like the, um, the Eddie Wong's of the world and the Anthony Bourdain's of the world. They're like these rebel chefs. I'm like, Anthony Bourdain says it himself, you know, I, I was like a mediocre chef, you know, he's all about the servers. He's, um, all about the process of cooking. He does not care. He appreciates, you know, the fragoise and the caviar and the champagne. But he's, I mean, like, if you actually watch any of his shows, he's like, I'm, out, like, I'm about um, the main man coming down to hustle for his family in wherever, like Singapore. Hong Kong, Thailand, wherever. Those are super general. Taco truck, stand in the street. It's about the process. It's about the hustle. It's about the taste. It's about the tradition, right? It's about the heritage. It's about your backbone. It's about the love. And it's about, like, the respect at the end of the day. I'm super general what I'm trying to say right now. But for any of those that are actually, like, hearing this right now, that's what it's all about. If your mom, pa, are in the kitchen, like, and they're spending a lot of time in there, that's backbone. And that's you know love. The thing about food is, and you and I have ate at some, like, amazing restaurants, probably some of the best Absolutely. restaurants in the world, yeah. is that... Food is not about consumption. No. Food is about survival. Yeah. And I think that in the Western world, we eat to eat, not because we're hungry. And I think that it's almost a disservice, excuse me, to livestock and to, you know, animals that are literally being slaughtered so that we can feed our bellies. Mm -hmm. And since I was a kid, you know, and I don't know if it's just because humble beginnings, but my mom said, like, you eat every piece of rice off that plate. Mm -hmm. I hate waste. Yeah. I think you cannot disrespect an animal or food, you know, any more than wasting it and throwing in the it's garbage. Huge. It, it, to me, it's something that's like, huge. you know, and when you talk to any chef that to me is respectable, yeah. they talk about eating the fat. They talk about eating the carcass. They they use that animal, every friggin' yeah. aspect of that yeah. animal, um, whether it's a soup, whether it's a stew. They, they just don't let any piece go to waste because, they're mm -hmm. you know, a lot of them agree and they say it's just disrespectful. Absolutely. Every part of this animal, like we're we're going to maximize this cut. Yeah. You know, if you talk to a good butcher that has respect for animals, the way they cut that meat, like it's it's just every detail, like there's no stone unturned. So, yeah. I mean, what do you think? Um, again, I think it's about culture. You know, Anthony Bourdain, um, you know, like Jamie Oliver, 
any like if you go on like top 10 uh food trends right now in the universe it's all about food waste how are we buying food how are we throwing it out how are we actually using it are we using the bones for this are we are we eating tripe are we eating um the eyes and the brains and everything else it's about culture in some places you eat brains and eyes and intestines and you use um the skin of this and the hair of that i don't know about that hair but you know what i mean (laughs) um but you use every single part right so i mean it's all about how you're raised but i have to say though it's not just about what you're buying or how you're buying. It's also about life. It's also about where you are in life. When I met Ryan, he was about like, I got to hustle. I got to work. I got to push. Eating for Ryan Holtz was about survival. I got to eat so I can, my, my brain can work. It's about finding your balance in life. And that's why I think like spirituality and food and finding a balance in that sense is so relevant. It's so, so relevant. You don't actually start to enjoy what you're eating unless you're actually taking the time to say, this is what I'm eating. This, like, this is the restaurant that I chose or this is the food that I chose to make this meal. If you're just skimming through life and if you're just running through the day and going from A to Z in like, you know, 10 hours or eight hours, you don't know what you're putting in your body, right? It's all about nourishment and that's on every level. Okay. Well, you're going to be on the show many more times. We're going <laughs> to head right into the fire round. Sure. Uh, so we're going to start with the first oh. question. Sneakers or heels? Sneakers. What's for dinner tonight? Um, leftovers, pork, ribs. Are you a hunter or gatherer? I'm a gatherer. Are you an, if you are a new addition to a crayon box, what color would you be? Red. Who would win the fight between Superman and Batman? Superman. What is the number one thing that drives you? Love. Proudest moment personally? The family that I have. Ooh, biggest professional accomplishment? Oh, I don't know. I just so that's so hard. Yeah, that's yeah. so hard. I know, but answer it quick. Oh, professional, professional, professional. Yep. Um, being a chef. How do you define success? Balance. What are you scared of? Nothing. Do you have a role model? Madonna. What is your favorite thing to do? Love. When you think of Edmonton, what is the first thing that comes to mind? growth (laughs) one piece of advice you would give someone who is scared shitless face your fears and head on when you hear the word star what is the first thought that comes to mind light beautiful how does everybody reach out to you and see some of your food food for love 99 on instagram nor holtz you get a couple pictures here and there on instagram as well you can also follow at Ryan Holtz one, at Ryan Holtz Show Podcast. Um, is there anything else before we get into our closing remarks that you'd like to say to everybody? Yeah, I, yes. I'm sorry, Ryan. That's yes, okay. I, would. yes sorry. I would. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. All about you. Take the time for yourself in life. 
and there are single parents out there, moms, dads. Um, there are families that are hustling uh, and they are like tagging, you know, like moms and dads are tagging like each other in and it's really hard. And at the end of the day, you just pass out in bed. Take a moment to yourself. I tell people this all the time. Take like an Epsom salt bath, go for that hot flow, go for a walk, go outside, breathe, take the time that you need. Educate yourself on balance in life. Once you have that, and I'm not like a life coach, but once you have that, everything in life looks better and tastes better. Everyone, my wife, I married her. I don't need to say much more. This has been episode 21 of the Ryan Hill Show podcast. Again, we are on Facebook at the Ryan Hill Show podcast. We're on Instagram at Ryan Hill Show podcast. You can follow me at Ryan Holtz. Uh, podcast. You can also follow me at Ryanholtz1. Visit ryanholtz.ca forward slash podcast for all the show notes. I'm going to link up everything that Nora mentioned and referred into the show notes. Uh, Nora Holtz has been an amazing guest on the show. <laughs> you are my wife. I love you. I love you You're amazing. Dejan is uh, very lucky to have you as a mom. Oh. Uma is rooting for you. <laughs> um, we are very excited for the next chapter of your life. And everyone who's listening to the show right now, you know what it's about. It's about being you, being true, being real, having fun, not being pretentious, having introspection, being self-aware. And if you don't like what you're hearing or you hear this show and it makes you feel secure, fuck you. I could care less at the end of the day anyway. You need to look at yourself even more. Uh, we are not perfect, nor is not perfect. I am not perfect. But we are merely going out, talking to people, being aware being curious and living life and looking at these damn mountains as beauty. Again, it's been episode 21 of the Ryan Hill Show podcast. Nora, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. We out, baby. Deuces. Boom. Boom.